Hey everyone, and how's it going? Welcome to Mr. V's podcast channel. And my new podcast channel's name is going to be a whole different topic. I had football last year. Uh, now that the coronavirus has taken over, I'm going to wait till the fall to bring Mr. V's NFL news back. So for all my football fans out there, hopefully to check that out. But this is going to be on literally just airplanes. Everything from the first airplanes to jets, to experimental, and the engineering behind the aircraft. So please bear with me and enjoy my new podcast, Literally Just Airplanes. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. There's a lot to go on with this. You can make money from your podcast, no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Remember, your podcast journey starts here. So today, we are going to talk about some airplanes. So eventually, I'm going to actually start asking people, what airplanes do you want me to do? You can comment back. All this other stuff. If you want to do general aviation, if you want to do jets, if you want to do transport, I'm all ears. This is just an experiment. If it doesn't work out very well, I'll still try to do it. I just thought I have a lot of followers out there that like aviation, or even airplanes and machines in general, or people that are just getting into it. This is going to be something new for me, but I still want to be able to see what everyone thinks of this. These podcast episodes won't be that long. And they will not be severely long or severely short. They'll be in between. So if you have any questions, my email is down at the bottom of the screen. It's on my anchor page. And if you ever need to contact me, there's many other ways. So for today, I was looking at starting with an aircraft that I've been looking at recently. It's been noticeably in... My games, I've been using it in FSX. I've already have 25 to 30 hours flying it. It's a great airplane. It's underrated. And not that many people know what it is. They think just because of the name, they think it's a terrible type of aircraft. That aircraft is called the Antonov An-12 NATO Code Cub. It is a military transport aircraft. It's a big boy. It's a big aircraft. It's a cargo aircraft, so it's one of those types of transport aircraft that was used for quick landing and drops. Despite its troubled service life, the Antonov 12 has found many global customers, and I'm, I'm, when I mean many, it has its many customers. The Antonov An-12, codenamed the Cub, was basically the medium-lift transport of the Soviet Union and its satellite states and allies during the Cold War. It operated in a similar form as the C-130, which proved exceedingly popular in the West. The AN-12 held a direct origin to its predecessor, the AN-8, which was a twin-engine version of this. It was a high-wing, it was a light military aircraft, it was adopted by the Air Force as it was, but Aeroflot used it as a passenger airliner later in the decades. The AN-10 was born of the A-8, which used lighter variant engines and different types of propellers, and used a different type of dialogue and analog system. 
Once the AN-12 was born, it used its four-engine design and high-mounted wings while adding the new Eastern-style rear cargo axis ramp. With more land area than any other superpower of the time, the Soviet Union needed an aircraft that can fly from point A to point B throughout its, all of its ally states to be able to drop troops and drop loads off. Just like the C-130, it was made to do every type of speed runs and be able to land on runways not that big. The AN-12 was designed by Russian Oleg Antonov, who, as everyone knows, designs the, the, most, the biggest aircraft in the world, the Antonov 225, and the super-powered freight cargo airliner Antonov 124, and many others. There's plenty other ones. The first flight of the Antonov 12 was flown on in December 16, 1957. It was powered by four NK-4 turboprops, Kuznetsovs. This prototype was then severely damaged in a landing approach in 58, perhaps serving as a symbol of the aircraft's troubled existence still to be realized. Further testing finally cleared the type for military service, as the Antonov 12 and these were outfitted with four Ivichenko AL-20 series turboprop engines. These engines, by the way, significantly more powered than the, the lower-classed Kuznikov NK-4s. These engines had major oil leaks, and but despite the oil leaks, they were in production from 57 to 73. 1,248 were purchased and produced under various configurations and designs. While this aircraft did have military action in it, it did have various styles of 2x23mm NR-23 cannons mounted in the back. Many of these variants were not really used because the airplane was a huge target and a lot of countries didn't have the resources and the weight limits to actually add these cannons to the back. A typical crew numbered about five personnel to include a pair of pilots, a flight engineer, a navigator, and a radio man. Despite it being used everywhere, the Antonov An-12 Cub series was eventually formally replaced by the larger jet-powered Aleutian IL-76. It's still in service today and is used in many other types of workhorse per se. So I'm going to go towards the specs. There are a lot of specs during this, so bear with me here. This aircraft has been used in a lot of different methods, and as, as I have never been able to actually see this airplane up close, seeing the pictures and the videos, this thing was a guzzler. Like I said earlier, 1,248 units of this aircraft were produced and purchased. The operators stretched from Afghanistan all the way to Zimbabwe and Yugoslavia. The United States even had a couple of them used as practical airplanes used for practicing per se to compete with the C-130. Of course, the major role was a transport. Now we're going to go towards the dimensions, the mechanical aspect of it. The length was about 108.60 feet. The width was 124.67 feet. And the height was about 34.5 feet. The weight was 28,000 kilograms at about 61,729 pounds. The max tow capacity was 134,482 pounds, and the differential was about 72,753 pounds, significantly lower than the C-130. 
The Power, on the other hand, had four ZMDB Progress Ivichenko AL 20mm turboprop engines, generating at 4,252 4, shaft horsepower. This is definitely an understatement. It's underrated for that reason. These engines are super, super durable. Yes, they're not like Rolls-Royce. Yes, they're not like Pratt & Whitney's. But when it comes to different types of indestructible use, the ZMDBs were immaculate, especially when it came to cooler weather. Since they used the different types of props and the different types of oil in the cooler weather, they used that thicker viscosity oil, and the airplane would literally land in Siberia in the dead of winter and take off with a full load and not have any types of issues. This is where the performance aspect comes in the big, big hand, especially since the history of this plane. This plane had to get from point A to point B. It had to get from sometimes the eastern part of Russia to the western part of Russia to Moscow, sometimes Afghanistan during the Afghan war. They had to get different areas of the Soviet Union. The max speed was at 300 miles an hour, ranging at 260 knots and 482 kilometers per hour. The service ceiling was at about 34,450 feet. The max range of this aircraft was around 2,237 miles. So it could fly from Moscow to Turkmenistan or Moscow to Afghanistan in one flight. The rate of climb was at about 1,960 feet per minute. This aircraft had an armament. Like I said earlier, this thing did have a tailed gunner. Some of the variants took this off because of weight restrictions. But the, the tail-mounted 2x23mm Noodleman Richter 9R23 series cannon was a great add-on, especially when defending valuable cargo. Now, I gotta say one thing. This airplane has a ton of variants. Just like the C-130, this airplane has... Let me see now. So we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, holy cow, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41. It is at about 50 variants since it came out. 50. That's incredible. That's That blows my mind. And it's still being used. It's still being used all over the place. And there's many there's many aircraft that this aircraft compares to, especially with some of the bigger bigger model types. So we're gonna look at the we're gonna look at the Antonov. We're gonna compare now. So bear with me here. I'm gonna look up the Antonov 12. The Cub. And we are going to compare it with the C-130. Now, like I said before, Lockheed C-130 is, is a workhorse. It's, of course, very well known. It's very popular. It's used everywhere. Yes, there's some, there's some things that can be used differently than it. But if we look at, if we look down here, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling really quick down here. There's many things in this aircraft that I noticed differently than the C-130. Of course, it's smaller than the C-130. It can hold less load than the C-130. But my oh my, that speed is just, it's incredible. So we're going to go see the AN-12 to the C-130. 
since they were both in the same class. So they did have the same type basic crew, five crew members. Production was way lower to differential by 1,052 units compared to the Lockheed C-130. Of course, the length of the AN-12 was bigger at 108 feet compared to 97. The wingspan on the C-130 was longer by 8 feet, and the height was different by 3 feet. So nothing big, nothing really huge other than the length being you know 10 feet longer. And now this is where things get interesting. The weights. Empty weight. The Antonov comes in at 61,729 pounds. The differential from the C-130 to the Antonov is 14,775 pounds. If you do the math, that's 76,505 pounds. Yes, pounds. This aircraft had a huge differential compared to its its arch rival in the Cold War. And it is used in many different aspects, yes, but that's a big difference. Especially if it has to fly longer distances and be used different times. The tow capacity on it was 40,000 pounds different. So when you're trying to buy a cargo plane and a transport, the Lockheed pulls away significantly. Now we're going to look at the power plant. The power plant, of course, on the Antonov 12, the Ivichenko AL-20 turboprops at 4,252 shaft horsepower. Of course, they're going up against one of the best turboprops in the world, the Allison T-56 turboprop, creating a 4,500 horsepower. So the speed differentiates at 86 miles an hour. So the Hercules is drastically faster at 86 differential miles an hour. The range is actually at the same at 3,600 miles, 3, miles. The ceiling of the Antonov, of course, is higher because of the empty weight at 34,000 compared to 33,000. Typically, none of the transport forms did not have any armament. So the actual transport actually had weapons on it was only the Antonov. So we look at all the different differentiate, differentiated parts of the aircraft. And if we look at air, the airplane that was better productively, it was the Hercules. Would I pick the Hercules? Yes, I would. I, I honestly would pick the Hercules. It's got better attributes. It's got better performance standards. It's faster. It can hold more weight. But a lot of people like to downgrade the Antonov 12 because it's Russian. Yes, there's the Russians have had a lot of issues with accidents. The Antonov 12s had a lot of issues with accidents. But if you look at its actual service and its actual sound, they both sound differently. They both have different types of engines. So when I hear people like to bash Russian aircraft, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of Russian aircraft, but the Antonov 12 was a workhorse. It was used as a workhorse. And it's definitely an airplane that I, I hope to see in the future, physically, not in a video game. But I hope to see it and actually be able to actually check out the engines, of course. And be able to see the diagnostics on it. The history behind it is re really, really interesting. So, with that being said, that's really it for the Antonov 12. It's a beautiful airplane. It's got a bunch of repaints. It was flown with the Russian Air Force. It was flown with the Ukrainian Air Force. Like I said earlier, it was flown from everything from Afghanistan to Yugoslavia. It's flown from almost 32 countries. And with 50 variants, 
It's one of the longest variant transport category aircraft, next to the C-130 and the Schwartz Belfast, even going up there with the jet-powered transports. So concluding this episode, I'd like to at least say that the Antonov-12 is definitely higher up than its workhorse. It's definitely a good plane to start. It's definitely an interesting topic to start as well, too, especially since the Antonov-12 is a brute of an airplane. I'll post a picture at the bottom to show you what size the airplane is. Look up on YouTube. I'll post the link of a YouTube video as well of one of these taking off. And it is loud. It is brutal. It is so nice. And it's ridiculous to see that people don't like it because of the where the country was produced from. All right, guys. You guys have an all great night. Thank you for at least bearing with me on my new podcast. Hopefully everyone can check this out and tune in. Leave me a message. Find me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. And you guys have all a great night.